Welcome back to the Mountains and the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we are talking about the slaughterhouse. Oh, no. <laughs> no, where no. The, where the cows go to <laughs> no. be turned into burgers? No. Well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> it was another set of tracks from the NPG Music Club with four tracks being alternate or edited from the original versions released in the music club. Yes, some was... in good ways and others in ways that really piss me off. Oh, well, I look forward to hearing how uh, both of those go. You'll hear it. <laughs> I'm sure. So, you know, I was thinking about this today, that this is, you know, volume two, uh-huh. the second collection right. of tracks, 10-track collection. And both of these are named after a line in lyrics, not after a song title. Right. The first being The Chocolate Invasion. Right. Which is from Judas Smile. Uh Uh-huh. And Released the same day. Yes. Yes. And then this one being The Slaughterhouse, which is a lyric from track one, Silicon. Yes. It's pretty cool. Yep. They were released as download-only albums back in 2004. Yep. And eventually made their way to streaming on title and then download on title after that. Right. Several of these songs were likely planned for an NPG album called Peace. Yep. That was supposed to come out in 2000. That was abandoned. Yeah, which would have been like the second NPG album that would mainly be Prince on vocals and right. Prince on a lot of instruments, just like New Power Soul was yes. in 1998. This is not connected to the unreleased instrumental jam called Slaughterhouse, recorded in late December of 1985 with Prince Sheila E., Levi Caesar Jr., and Eric Leeds. Good to know. Yes. Let's not get those confused as that's, we continue through this. That's right. I don't think that there's any worry of that. You seemed worried, so I thought I'd just mention it. (laughs) I thought it was worth mentioning. Thank you. Yeah. So there were no uh, singles or anything from the album, although some of the tracks were made available as CD single purchases at live shows and whatnot during the Hit and Run tour in 2001. Mm -hmm. Yep, along with uh, Super Cute and... You make my sunshine and you make my sunshine Mm -hmm. and all these things. Right. So I did a little comparison since these are sister albums, basically dividing 20 tracks into two compilations with the chocolate invasion, which we covered last time. Both have 10 tracks. The chocolate invasion is 49 minutes long. Slaughterhouse is 55 minutes long. So a full six minutes longer is the slaughterhouse than TCI Uh as I like to. (laughs) Abbreviate it. TCI. Uh-huh. Sounds like a long distance company from the 90s. Oh, I thought it was like a calculator. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Put your hands together. Yeah. <laughs> calculator making long distance phone calls. That's what our iPhones are. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. All right. Shall we talk about the music? Let's do it. All right. The first track is Silicon. Originally in... 
the NPG Music Club number 11 in December of 2001, but a preview was in the NPG Audio Show number 2 back in March of 2001. So you had a preview of it and then had to wait a long time to be able to get the track to download. Yes, as was the case with a number of these. Mm-hmm. I got another random download opportunity in the music club in 2002. So if you missed it the first time around, you had another chance. Yes, I love the note on Prince Vault in parentheses. In 2002, Silicon was offered again, parentheses, with no explanation. <laughs> Yeah. Like, did they forget that they had already done that? Or he just liked it so much they threw it up there again? I don't know. Nah, Neither does Prince Vault. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So this song, it's a little bit of a case of it doesn't mean what you think it means, Prince. Uh, oh, yes. I heard that was your kind of one sentence review passing me in the halls of our home. Like, I don't think that means what he, think it, what he thinks it means. So that made me go up and look, go, go look up. Silicon, because mm-hmm. you know there's Silicon Valley. I had a general idea of what Silicon was, but I didn't realize that Silicon is uh, an element. Yes, I did not know that. Uh-huh. If you had told me that, I would have said, "No, it's not on the periodic table." <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Yeah, it's the element that you can thank for the computer or device that you're using to listen to us right this uh-huh. moment. Huh? Crucial component in microelectronics and computer chips. Yep. And it's found on uh, warm white beaches. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, silica and oxide of silicon is the most common component of sand. Neat. So as you walk on the beach next time, uh-huh. don't think of Prince's song, Walk in Sand. You think of silicon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yep. But I think what he is talking about... In this song, when you have a rope of something, is actually silicone. Right. Which is a polymer, synthetic polymer, that makes a rubber-like plastic that you could have a rope of. And now silicone contains silicon. Right. But it's not just silicon. Right. Yeah. Also um, common in breast implants. Uh Uh-huh. And oven mitts. Yeah. Silicone. Mm-hmm. Silicone, not silicon. Right. I thought, now that could be that it's, you know, uh, a misunderstanding, but it's also not out of place for Prince to play on words. And I think silicon, you know, a con or a game they're running on you yeah. and microchips. And he was very into that during this period. Uh-huh. So it could have been purposeful. To run a con and a silly con at Uh that, you know. Yeah, maybe. You look uh, (laughs) unsure. I mean, I'm sure that's what he he was playing off of. Oh, But I think maybe he just didn't realize that silicon and silicone are different things. I would think that if he knew that silicone was in breast implants, that that would have made an appearance in the song of some kind. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's like... Your rubber, your rubber tatas, <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so he says, uh, "Welcome to the slaughterhouse." To open the song, yeah, where the album gets its name, right? Welcome to the slaughterhouse. Yeah, I, I don't know if it has a additional meaning about the selection of these this group of songs. 
I don't know if the slaughterhouse was like, you know, these were cut from other things or I don't Mm. know if it has a deeper meaning. I couldn't really like come up with one when I was thinking about how all of these songs were grouped together. They're definitely grouped together intentionally. Yeah, I thought that this collection was more like a group of songs about what Prince sees as silly cons and Uh the golden parachute and lots of owning your art and getting compensated fairly for it. I mean, there's a little bit of that on TCI also, but more of it here. So that was my thinking as to why these are grouped together. Yeah, but I don't know if the slaughterhouse is a commentary on any of that or how these are grouped together if he just thought it was fun or or why say welcome to the slaughterhouse before the song yeah. starts i mean he does rail against beef and uh-huh. that kind of Meat, thing so chicken, you know i'm going to shrimp. yeah raise the curtain on the slaughterhouse uh-huh Maybe. 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 So much of the first verse borrows from the second verse of the Adam and Eve remix of The Greatest Romance Ever Sold from Raven to the Joy Fantastic. So right. The whole borrowed from that. get outside the do-rag rap. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You'll find it at a minute 47 seconds in the Adam and Eve remix. And it's identical up until after and sock you in the mind tangling curriculum. Uh-huh. After that point, the Adam and Eve remix has different lyrics than Silicon does. Yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting. I think it's kind of cool. And the one in the Adam and Eve remix is sort of, it's still a, a rap-ish kind of thing, but it's uh-huh. more sung. It's more, right. you know, on a scale, so to speak. It's what I wanted to say was it's more noty. It's sung to <laughs> it's notes. More... <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a sung kind of thing. Right. And Less... Less uh, monotone kind of rap. Uh-huh. One day you'll get outside to do rag. When you really want to contemplate this jacked up paranormal situation that your people got into. Can I help you? Uh, Prince reminds us that he's very well versed in his Bible stories mm-hmm. by bringing up Babylon. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like, although I know that you've got uh, issues with the reasons for not eating beef or meat, that kind of thing. Uh, bloody chicken and dead prawn being... If you're eating chicken and it's bloody, then you're probably not having it prepared correctly, for right. one thing. Yes. Um, that was my note. Don't I love eat the chicken if it's bloody. Bloody chicken, dead prawn. I mean, I don't know that shrimp is something that you want to eat live, nor is beef or chicken. If the chicken is trying to escape while you're eating it, <laughs> send it back through the Popeye's drive through <laughs> That's not what the spicy chicken sandwich is supposed to be. <laughs> But I did like the uh, Mickey D shake and a filet mignon swearing up and down near the picture of health. Now, come on. Uh-huh. I thought that was kind of cleverly worded. Now, that's an argument I could see because, you know, I could see him being around people saying, you know, I exercise. I take care of myself. Oh, what'd you have for lunch? Oh, I got a shake on the way here from McDonald's. And yeah. Had a filet mignon for dinner. You can okay. still be in good health and have those things once in a while. But yes. Yeah. You can. <laughs> Then we saw that this was the origin of some lyrics that we've talked about before. 
in Xenophobia on One Night Alone Live. Prince worked into the lines, leave that blood alone. Don't you know that dead blood kills interferons? Leave that blood alone. Don't you know that dead blood kills interferons? Leave the immune system up to wear upon. You know virus can be up and log on. We talked about interferons at that time as well. Is it so. Interferons, I think. I N T E R F E R O N S. I thought yeah. it was pronounced interferons. Oh, okay. But whatever. That's just me. They, it's a natural process. There's something produced by your body when an infection, usually a virus, is introduced. Exactly. And so he's suggesting that your immune system's not going to function properly if you're eating quote-unquote, dead blood. Right. Um, that's not accurate. Right, but, right. Um, you know, you can eat what whatever kind of diet you desire for whatever reasons you believe. So if you feel like a vegan diet is important for reasons, either health or treatment of animals or whatever, that's fine. But don't... This is a lie. <laughs> this so part is saying, a lie. Okay. You're saying <laughs> it was fine that he wanted to be vegan. Right. But don't do it for reasons built on falsehoods. Right. Right. Or unproven yes. science. Right. I guess. Exactly. Uh, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it'd be like saying, well, I'm vegetarian because the moon is made of cheese and therefore I want to only eat plants. I mean... You can just eat plants and that's fine, but don't perpetuate the lie that the moon is made of cheese because it's not. We've been there. Right. Or as a Japanese woman I used to work with reminded me <laughs> that there was, there's a bunny on the moon uh-huh. that's making rice balls. Yeah. Yes. It's so cute. It is super Once cute. Once you see it, you can't not see it. Of course it's cute. It. It's Japanese. <laughs> it's kawaii. It's very kawaii. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, your definition of interferons and then the lyric saying that dead blood kills interferons, making the immune system victim to whereupon any known virus can boot up and log on to www.u.com. Uh-huh. I think that we only get two W's in there. Oh, <laughs> I didn't I think, notice that. I think he's short a W, and that's always <laughs> kind of bothered me a little bit. Log on www.u.com. It's fine if you want to omit all the W's. Uh-huh. Maybe not in 2001 or 2000, whenever this was recorded. Uh-huh. That might have been a little forward thinking. But you either have to have three W's or no W's. <laughs> yeah, it's or not, it won't work. It's not the worldwide. Right. Or the. The wide web. Wide web. It's the yeah. worldwide web. WWW. That's what the W's stand for. That's why there's three. Yep. Um, I really like the unusual drum pattern mm-hmm. that's this in is... this. This is very, uh, I mean, I'm not comparing it, but it's a little like When Doves Cry as far as oh. instruments go. Okay. I mean, When Doves Cry have, has strings in it and uh, there's a guitar solo in it also, but mainly it's like a beat and the bass drum serves as the bass guitar. Yeah. And here it's kind of just this repetitive beat and some synthesizers and Prince's voice. Uh-huh. You know, if you ask me, there's not a bass line to this okay. at all. Uh, but yeah, it is a unique drum pattern. I'm glad you like it because you get a lot of it. Yeah, yes. 
Um, I really love the way he forces yawn and patience uh-huh. to, to rhyme. rhyme. Yep. Yes. And then really is very aware of it. Never mind the rhyme, just relax and wax the song. <laughs> I was like, yes. I force that rhyme and I know it. Just get over it. Yep. I thought it was funny. The delivery of some of these things, I think, is as creative as the writing, even if some of the writing is based on non-proven science. Uh I think you could still say it is creatively written. Yeah. um, And you can definitely say it's creatively delivered, especially, to me, my favorite part of the song, the way he delivers it, is at three minutes and seven seconds, when he says and sings and kind of has a vocoder effect a little bit, but... If you are the eye that is the pawn, you beget the dead fruit of Armageddon. Don't think, just wax on. If you are the eye that is the pawn, you beget the dead fruit of Armageddon. Thick skin brains in the <laughs> Which I thought is, it's weird, but it is really more, it's clever rhyming and cleverly delivered. Like if you put those words in front of me, I would have trouble getting a cadence to deliver them to make them sound right. Uh-huh. And of course, yeah, he, yeah, he, he does it. Do you have any idea what a paradox and a hexagon have to do with one another? Never a paradox, never a hexagon. Other than the fact they both have X's. I don't know for sure. I mean, that's preceded by the family does well with God to keep it strong. Never a paradox, never a hexagon. I don't know if that's what the symbolism there is. You know, I I could have thought of maybe a pentagon. Yeah. Could have maybe fit a little bit more. I don't know what's wrong with a six-sided shape. Or maybe just because it has hex in it, like witchcraft. Maybe. And what about paradox? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I thought you might have insight as to why he chose to put those two things together because I don't understand it. Nor do I fully understand, but with another one of you in the title of this song goes on and on and on and on and on. I don't quite get that either. But with another one of you in the title of this song goes on and on and on and on and on and on. I don't know, but uh, in the end, just dance on the funk. That's right. Which he says a lot. Yes, a whole bunch of times. While I'm with you, I'm, there's obviously some uh, non-proven science in the lyrics here, uh, to put it nicely. Um, it is a fun song. It is yeah. fun to sing along with. I enjoyed learning the lyrics to it when it first came out and just kind of being able to sing it to myself. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I want to um, put this in the upper echelon of... Prince material, and it definitely is, uh, you know, in the realm of almost extreme religion. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of tipping over. It is. It's it's tipping over from a strong, deeply held belief into conspiracy theory, borderline. Yeah, contrails and. Yeah, cult type behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any argument there. No. At all, even if you agree yeah. with the lyrics of the song. I think that They're you would definitely say, yes, my cult of knowing the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we call ourselves the George Washingtons. We cannot tell a lie. lie. Okay. 
All right, and then we have S&M Groove. Uh, this is a bit older than some of the other songs. A 34-second clip was streamed as much as streaming was possible at the time on loveforoneanother.com in June of 1997 right. under the title Sadomasochistic Groove. Right. Mm-hmm. The first full release came in July of 2001 on the Music Club Edition number six. Um, and it's slightly edited here. There's, I read there's 19 seconds missing. Yes, 19 seconds and some edits and censoring. Yes. Here we enter into the this is pissing Josh off category here. <laughs> okay. For sure. Okay. So what is a sadomasochist? A Ooh. person who derives sexual pleasure from hurting people, yep. which is sadism, and from being hurt, masochism. Right. So when you put those things together, sadomasochism. Right. Well, I'm glad you explained it. I don't like pain. No. So I wouldn't like to inflict it or receive it or experience it. Right. Yet I do like this song. Yeah. So oh, yeah. somehow fun. I'm part of the S&M groove. <laughs> yeah. I just call it groove. <laughs> groove. Groove. <laughs> Super fun beat, fun scratching and fun guitars throughout this whole thing. And it mm-hmm. definitely sounds like a new power soul track. Yeah. And shares the whole freak's gonna bop to this get freaky let the head bob thing with new power soul also so it's pretty clear to me that it was recorded around the same time as Mm -hmm. those those songs were right he mentions 100 bpm yep and i found an article on medium uh-huh. which I will share on our social media, which you can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. You can find us on Facebook, the Mountains and the Sea, a Prince podcast, or you can send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. And this article in Medium talked about how the most popular songs tend to be something that matches up the beat matches up with the high end of healthy heartbeats per minute. So the most popular songs are a little higher, 120 to 130 beats per minute. That's where the most popular songs on the radio tend to congregate is the beats per minute of between 120 and 130. But the second highest group of popular songs is about 100 beats per minute, which is the upper limit of a healthy resting heart rate and uh, you would have a healthy active heart rate of about 130 beats per minute. So this song claims to be 100 BPM, yep. which puts it in tier two of popular songs. And yet, uh, I think it's safe to say that the majority of the listening public who know who Prince is have never heard the song before. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Jewel's gonna bump it till the fat girl groove. Uh-huh. Jules, as in DJ Brother Jules, yep. who claims to have helped Prince kind of catalog hmm. his music so that uh, if he needed a sample of something, it would be easy to find. And he also had a like mega mix that was supposed oh. to be for sale not long after Prince passed away and seemed a little shady to me. I don't think it ever 
came to fruition. There oh. was there was a website and some other things. I need to look that up again, actually. Or maybe huh. we'll do it together and put it on social media. Yeah. And then I didn't know what a Marshall stack was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bringing the feedback. Coming to Hollow Body 12. Bring Marshall back. It's amplifier equipment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. An amp and something on top of it right. that alters the guitar sounds in some way. Yep. Yeah. Want to show you one of my purple toys? Step the <laughs> back because it make plenty noise. <laughs> Want to show you one of my purple toys? Step the back because it make plenty noise. Man, you're pissing me off. <laughs> Josh wants so, that f bomb. Cover your ears, children. The word f u c is backmasked in this version. Mm-hmm. Was not that way in the original release. Yep. From the music club. I just thought it was a super fun way to talk about a guitar. He had several purple guitars, but the majority of his guitars were not purple. Right. But they're his purple toys because Mm -hmm. he's Prince. Right. Freak's going to bob to this. I'm saying, come on with the Uh to keep the players playing. Freak's going to bob to this. I'm saying, come on with this to keep the players playing. Say the massive get they grow. The party ain't over till the fat gets through. Freak's going to bob. Cover your ears, children. <laughs> the word shit. Which is not often used in Prince songs. No. You know? Housequake. He wasn't about the potty humor unless it was talking about uh, Janelle having beans. Yeah. And he thought that was really funny. That's true. Just, I find it unfortunate that they had to go back and put these obvious edits to cover up the curse yeah. words. The guy owned a studio. You can't go in and just recut your vocal? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if it's that important to revise history a little bit, then go and <laughs> sing it differently. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Step the heck back instead of yeah. F. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So he mentions an article that Prince is dancing like he ain't going to retire soon from yeah. the Oakland Tribune. Right. I think I'm still fine. I read it in the Oakland Tribune. I spent an inordinate amount of time looking for an article in the Oakland Tribune saying something about Prince's dancing, and I could not find it. Oh, I'd imagine that's probably from the Jam of the Year tour or something uh-huh. around that time, since this was probably recorded in 97, then it would have been the most recent mm-hmm. tour. Uh, I yeah. couldn't find anything that... Mm-hmm said that and the Oakland Tribune has been uh, folded into another publication so it makes searching their archives a little bit more challenging well I'll take his word for it here this sounds more factual than if the Oakland Tribune had said that dead blood kills interferons (laughs) I'd want to see it (laughs) yeah Um, I (laughs) I thought it was really fun how Prince talking about sadomasochist Mm -hmm. and Heather Groovin, but that also Prince is going to go to heaven and live in a mansion where he's going to impress God with his fashion. That's right. And that God would even take the time to ask Prince who his tailor is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I need some new robes. <laughs> like, like God wouldn't already know. Right. 
Because God would have made that guy and given him the talent of uh-huh. sewing. Exactly. Then he says, talking to foreigners. And he says something in German. Uh-huh. Shout out to moonbeamlevelsforyou.com. Oh, okay. Who had it, and they had it translated. Talking to the foreigners. And it's, how much is that dog in the window? Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't even realize really it was, fun. is it really German? I, I thought it was so. French. No, I think it's German. Huh. All right. You would think being a German scholar myself, <laughs> having taken not just a year in high school, but also two years in college, that I would know that. But I don't. That's okay. Yeah. We get another revisionist edit. <laughs> The charts don't mean a yarm when you're free. The charts don't mean a no man you free. Devil plan, they don't believe it to me. Damn is like the tamest of swears, right? Like you can say that without any kind of edit on Yes. Like, TV. On yeah, on primetime television. I think on soap operas you can say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Daytime television. Right. Yeah. He says, as long as Wild 107 don't play me. Believe it to be. Long as Wild 107 don't play me. The people in Minneapolis. Yeah, we got And I think that this is a reference to a radio station, KYLD, in the Bay Area. He mentioned Oakland before. And at that time, Wild 107 played classic rock. He didn't no. want to be on the oldies station. Oh, okay. Huh. I don't know that Prince was getting a lot of radio play between <laughs> no. probably 1997 and 2001 anyway. No. So don't blame Wild 107. <laughs> <laughs> At three minutes and 36 seconds, really great explosion and guitar solo going on there. And that's always worth a good listen. worth powering through those curse edits <laughs> to get the, to the guitar solo, if you ask me. Cool. Yeah, and then a lot of repeating towards the end. Um, Jewel's going to bump it to the Fat Girl Groove. MPG, we're here. Bringing the feedback. Coming to shake. Yeah. Freak's going to bob to this. Yeah. This is how we do's it. Do's. Do's it. Freak's, Freak's going to bob to this. This is how we do's it. Freak's. Freaks. <laughs> Why should I do that when I can do this? Is the next song. Uh, another with a streaming excerpt, but in June of 2000 on npgonlineltd.com. Yep. Its first full release was in June of 2001 in Music Club Edition number five. This has got more of a full band feel to it. You've got uh, Michael Bland on drums and the Hornheads including Michael B. Nelson and Prince on all other instruments. Mm-hmm. Nothing was created in disagreement, see? Let's play a game called You Agree, because nothing, nothing was, was created, created in disagreement, see? And if I didn't try to school you, I'd be remiss. You know what? Why should, Why I, should I, do I do that, that? when I can, when I do, can this? do this? And I would say there are a whole lot of things that have benefited from a bit of disagreement that's part of collaboration and how you get better ideas. Yeah, I think that that's um, an oversimplification of things, and it reminds me of uh, 
you're talking about the very the intro of the song mm-hmm. with Prince's voice with reverb. Let's play a game called You Agree, because nothing was created in disagreement, see. It reminds me of uh, one of my boss's favorite sayings which when there's <laughs> disagreement in the office, which is, well, I'll tell you what, if you'll just change your mind, the problem will go away. <laughs> That's not how you resolve disagreements, right? You come no. to, you take the best parts of everyone's ideas and you create something good and you're open to criticism. Uh-huh. Oh, um, Prince, open to criticism? No. 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 Um, <laughs> I sometimes wonder why this isn't considered a Camille track, too, um, mm. at least based on the vocal effects on Prince's voice. Okay. That's sometimes about the persona, that kind of thing. But this could certainly qualify as a Camille-type track. Okay. Uh, he does not like newcomers. You were just conceived on a Friday night. I was on stage wasting brothers in a real fight. Uh-huh. You were just conceived on a Friday night. I was on stage wasting brothers in a real fight. Every time they cut my space down, I was There's nothing real fight about being a musician. Uh, uh no, but... So, yeah. Okay. I guess he's uh, after people who still curse in their music. On a Sunday morning, would you play that smack for your mother? <laughs> you another. On a Sunday morning, would you play that smack for your mother? I believe you would think of the why. A few CDs from now when the software... That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, a few CDs from now when the software that your bangin's not alive. The a few CDs from now when the software that your bangin's not alive. In a real battle... So I think that's kind of interesting that in the early 2000s, Prince was aware that software would eventually be not something that could be run or have to be updated. Uh-huh. And instead, he's more into, you know, being a real musician. Musician. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's funny that he says that on a track he released as a Windows media player <laughs> with rights management that you can't really play anymore. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. That's one of those, well, this didn't age well situations. <laughs> so here's another time that um, you get Josh pissed off. <laughs> Until you're playing in front of 70,000, you'll never know. Learn it. Until you're playing in front of 70,000, you'll never know. Never. Where they censor out the word, cover your ears, children. N-I-G-G-A? Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought it made it sound like uh, never instead of the N-word. Yeah. He mentions Third Eye, which would be kind of a callback to the song Third Eye from The Truth. Mm-hmm. Recognize if the word was God, then my people need to use it with the third eye. Who, what, why? If the world was God, the people need to use it with a third eye. Who, what, why? Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Hellavision. But I stand for the truth, so my words make more dollars than cents on your hellavision on your radio. But this flow... Oh, yeah, from uh, Exodus. Uh-huh. This kind of helps uh, put it in that uh, new power generation mm-hmm. orbit. Yes. <laughs> Everybody know I keep a band tight. I got a big stick, one for each hand. Everybody know I keep a tight band. Come on. Before the band breakdown. Yeah. Like, yep. That's true. That is that extremely is, true. That is uh, worthy of boasting about, sure. Mm-hmm. Prince is trying to break away from his old sound like he was ever not evolving 
dog, I got your back, but you gotta, you gotta make a sound like you used to. Well, you might be pissed, cause why would I do that when I can do this? Hey, you gotta shut these haters down. He say, dog, I got your back, but you gotta, you gotta make a sound that we used to. Well, you might be pissed, cause why would I do that when I can do this? He's yeah. like, uh, I'm not gonna do what you want just because you give me money to do. That's right. He's thing. not interested in retreading stuff. No, he wants which to is do true. something and new. Even the song doesn't sound like anything that he's done before, which no. I give it credit for. Right. And it is mostly a drum beat again and horns. Mm-hmm. Do you hear? And if I didn't school you, you know what? What I would be remiss. Oh. And if I didn't try to school you, I would be remiss. Why should I do that when I can do this? Past tense. That's what I heard. I would be remiss. Why should I do? Why would I do that, y'all, Londell? When I can do this, uh-huh. and there's no such word as remiss. Oh. I would be remiss is the yeah proper language, right? Londell. I want Londell to know who that was. McMillan. Yep, right. an entertainment attorney, producer, and publisher. Wow. I would be remiss, yo. Why would I do that, y'all, Londell? When I could do this. Who worked with Prince? Yeah, he was the one that helped emancipate Prince uh-huh. and helped him with uh, signing the deal with EMI for emancipation. He also mentions a few other people. Mm-hmm. Ananda, who is Ananda Lewis, I believe, who's a TV personality and model. Dougie, Dougie Fresh, whom he worked with. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee, I mm-hmm. assume. Correct. So just those are people he mentions. Yeah. When it comes to an abrupt ending, yep. why would I do that, y'all? MPG, we can do this. We can do this. It's a fun song. Kind yeah, of doing it is know, fun. Prince in bragging mode, although not quite as endearing as a song like Pretty Man. <laughs> and there are better examples of tracks like this I yeah. can think of, but this is harmless fun. Mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't... <laughs> Categorize it that way. R-E-M-I-S-T. That's Remist. like if you're sitting outside in Texas and you have become hot, uh-huh. you need to be remissed <laughs> from the misters. That's right. Then we have Golden Parachute. A clip was heard in the first NPG audio show in February of 2001. But the club release of the full track didn't come until August of 2001 in edition number seven. Right. There's a trumpet at the beginning of this version, mm-hmm. and the original music club version didn't have that. Yeah, otherwise they're identical. And that's Najee playing mm-hmm. flute and trumpet. Mm-hmm. This is very much a mid-tempo kind of track, laid back. Yep. Primarily focused on taking shots at Clive Davis, uh-huh. who was, uh, you know, he's taking shots at Clive Davis. It makes me wonder if he understood fully Clive Davis's exit from Arista Records. I don't know that he did because he really seemed to think that Clive Davis like abandoned it because yeah. he, they gave him money and really they gave him money because they forced him out. Yes, exactly. It was, and it was his label. Clive Davis yeah. founded Arista Signed Prince to a single record deal for Rave into the Joy Fantastic. Uh And then got pushed out. Got pushed out in the middle of what would have been promotion for the record. Right. And Prince felt slighted by that. Right. I don't think it was Clive Davis's idea to have this Uh, happen. No, I don't think so. 
And this was also on the track listing for the aborted album High. Okay. Just Mm -hmm. before we get into the song too much more, wanted to put that in there. And when I say, um, you know, it's kind of a diss track for Prince towards directed at Clive Davis, it doesn't really start off that way. The first verse is him singing like the executives at Arista. Here's $50 million gone, leave us alone. In appreciation for all the creations we now own. Uh-huh. You brought us jazz, rhythm and blues, hip-hop, even soul. To own every piece of intellectual property, this is our goal. So that is almost a shot, more of a shot at executives at Arista mm-hmm. and in defense of Clive Davis. Right. And I thought that was such an interesting point to put on it that that's really... The record companies would never come out and say what they want is to own every piece of intellectual property. Right. To own every piece of intellectual property. This is our goal. Oh, yes, it is. But he's not wrong. True. I think he uh, sings about Young Prince at 2 minutes and 42 seconds. Uh huh. 17 years old, misled by a so called parachute. Down this cold road into this web of deception. Money made, but never spent. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, 17 years old. Misled by so-called parachute. Down this cold road into this web of deception. Money made, but never spent. Yeah, I definitely thought that that was very much him feeling misled. But it also kind of ignores the risk that they took on Prince. And Mm -hmm. I mean, they gave him an extraordinary amount of freedom to record what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted. And I mean, the first couple albums weren't amazing sellers. It wasn't until a little later that, you know, they, they got picked up again when like dirty mind became more of a popular album. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't know, he kind of, he kind of ignores all that. That's yeah, fine. even, um, you know, building Paisley Park and a uh, joint venture record yeah. deal between yeah. Paisley Park and Warner Brothers was all Warner Brothers trying to appease him to a degree. Right. right. You know, he became unhappy with that, of course. Right. This is where I think the diss towards Clive Davis comes is uh, <laughs> they worship you all up under you, applauding. One who in truth created nothing, in essence, a fraud. Yeah. They worship you all up under you. One who in truth created nothing, nothing, in essence, a fraud. I think there is where the real diss is at Clive Davis. Um, And it's not true that he created nothing. Um, he created a business, he created a label, he cultivated talent. It was enough to get you to sign <laughs> records. So yeah, maybe maybe a little overstepping there. Uh-huh. But he wasn't a musician, and a little bit earlier... That's true. We got to see how important Prince felt that to be. So we've always known that he viewed his music and others' music as valuable, important, but this gives us a little bit of insight into why to conquer and control the very soul of a man. Yeah. Do you want to conquer and control the very soul of a man? So he really felt like the music was 
soul of people. Yeah, mankind. Yeah, of mankind. So singing out, relating to one another. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gives us this insight into how Prince viewed his music and why those things, the business, the cultivating of the talent, all that thing, were less important in Prince's mind. Right. Which, of course, they would be. And that's all true, and I fully support that and get what he's saying. However... If you want to know the difference between having a musician run a business and having a businessman run a business, then, I don't know, compare Arista Records with Paisley Park Records uh-huh. and, you know, scoreboard. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. Well, he'll talk more about record companies and their position within the music community here shortly. Yeah. Um, I did want to point out, I mean, overall, I kind of find the song a little boring too i don't know it just doesn't really go very far um it's like i said mid-tempo it's not a ballad it's not it's not 100 bpm i can tell you that (laughs) um but at five minutes and seven seconds to five minutes and ten seconds was to me the most noteworthy part of the song musically there's a bass guitar part there that is sorely missing i wish there had been more of that in this song throughout and you gotta sit through five minutes of this to get there So anyway, it was just a part of the song that I found fun. Okay, cool. Yeah, five minutes just before that, there's some scales on the guitar, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. You don't hear scales played on the guitar very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are pieces of this that I like. Like I said, I just find it a little, you know, it's in that no man's land between ballad and dance song. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a personal thing also. It's not like yeah. every fan's going to relate to this and yeah. want to sing along. Well, it's... and I mean, at this time, he had a particular view of Clive Davis and how he was leaving Arista Records, and yet that now that we've have more opportunity to read about how all that stuff went down, maybe this is not so accurate. Uh, you mean not based on factual science? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, and maybe it's just now looking back to. I mean, this was getting a little long in the tooth as a storyline for Prince music for a while. I mean, we heard it. Starting in 1994, uh-huh. you know, big time during emancipation. And then he was unhappy with, you know, there was supposedly a multi-year plan for marketing emancipation. And then that fell apart. And I mean, there, there's a, a common denominator here among all of these record labels. Mm-hmm. And that is Prince as a musician. Right. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Then we have Hypno Paradise. The initial release was in July of 2001 as part of the Music Club Edition number six. I can't disagree. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you can't disagree with my facts? No. Oh, great. Excellent. Don't you know that Hypno Paradise kills interferons? (laughs) Jeez. Starts with this calming hypnotic voice Uh like how i just like passed right over that um (laughs) i'm getting ignored on my own podcast (laughs) and then it's got this like club beat which is kind of a fun juxtaposition between this like normally when you would think of something hypnotic it would be kind of flowy and but you've got this club beat underneath it all you can hear is the sound of my voice 
time I touch your face, you gotta fall into a deep. Fun. Although I could see like a club beat being hypnotic, you know, if yeah. you think of like scenes in movies with clubs and it's goonch, 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 yeah. goonch, lights going everywhere. And yeah, kind of but like... that's not the kind of hip, hypnotic vocals that we have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Kind of house-like sounding song. Yeah. It's almost purposely out of tune at times, I want to uh-huh. say too, or like okay. in a minor scale that sounds kind of like, ooh. Uh-huh. Uh, but all purposeful. And then... This clavinet organ that you hear throughout, you first hear it from uh, 14 seconds to 22 seconds. And it is really cool. It's like a Stevie Wonder like signature track to me. Signature, uh-huh. um, not track, signature instrument to me. Okay. Or signature patch Yeah, that you kind of hear. And... Um, if you don't know what a clavinet is, I will give you a demo a YouTube video that you can post. Cool. Uh, it's very cool. It's a guy playing it, and you can hear like different patches from the clavinet organ, but you'll definitely hear the Hypno Paradise part of it. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, Prince Daydreaming, sort of stream of consciousness, not uh-huh. just lyrically, but musically, too. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. The, it blends this romantic and spiritual mm-hmm. he calls this person a savior but before that you are the reason that i was born yeah which might be something that you would say to a deity or a lover right i'd give my left hand just to know your name which I thought was like, like that's a weird thing to say to a lover, but to a deity, that's makes perfect sense. It does make sense, although I think that it might be holding back a little because for Prince, I think the right hand would be more important, mm-hmm. right? So that I did highlight <laughs> that. I'm like, I wonder why left hand. I mean, obviously, I you can't play one. guitar with without both hands, but right? Why left hand? Interesting. Just the, like I said, not out of tune, but minor key kind of sounding. Hypno paradise. Uh Yeah. Oh, look, we sound just like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there's, there's that, but then there's this like tinkly piano that's behind that that gives it this real ethereal quality that's Mm -hmm. it's interesting and fun verse two i think is like the song almost picks up a little bit when he sings am i in heaven or hypno paradise this must Uh be heaven because hell was never nice it's just kind of fun. Uh-huh. It gets real fun. It is fun. As long as I got a freak like you, I'm straight. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. As long as I got a freak like you, I'm straight. Uh, there's another organ part around a minute, 44 seconds, that goes on for 10 seconds that... It's followed by, again, this purposeful minor key or out-of-tune part that just makes it sound 
it's experimental, which uh-huh. I really appreciate about yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. There is one spot that has some bouncy stereo that oh, yeah. I didn't like. I, I like I liked it, but it just it bounced in the way that makes me dizzy. Wasn't that a clavinet organ again? It was like in one side. I thought it was kind of cool. It was short. Which yes, it was think, short. I, I think that the part we're talking about is at four minutes and 33 seconds. Yes, that is it. Yeah. When the song comes to an end at five minutes and 55 seconds, there's a sound effect used that's like this, almost like a closing door or kind of sound. And it's used in the remixes for the song Seven. Oh. You can hear it clearly at the beginning of the After Six long version of Seven, which we've covered before. But I thought it was interesting that kind of showed up here again, but without the kind of deep laughter that follows it on um, a lot of the Seven remixes. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Then we have Props and Pounds from the May 2001 Music Club Edition number four with an alternate version appearing that same day in the NPG audio show. I went back and listened to that audio show because I was like, really? There's an alternate version? This is coming from Prince Vault. Uh-huh. And if you ask me, it's not an alternate version. It's like a live or rehearsal version of it. It's not oh. a studio version of the song at all. So to okay. me, that's incorrect. Okay. So you think it's a live version rather than an alternate version. Correct. Okay. Um, it's sort of a duet with Kurt Loder. If you <laughs> I don't, guess so, yeah. If you don't know who Kurt Loder is, I'm sure most of you do, but he was a journalist and critic for Rolling Stone, a TV personality, a correspondent for MTV News. Right. He was great. Maybe he's still active. I didn't even look him up. I think he is, but I didn't see anything that he's done recently. Okay. Wikipedia has him listed as years active through present present. Okay. So he's still active. Yes. That's good to know. I got excited about this because I was like, oh, return of the Lindrum. (laughs) This sounds like a classic, you know, 1980s kind of Prince track with the Lindrum. Yeah. Starts off with the nice words from Kurt Loder and Prince says positivity is the only way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, everybody likes a good review. Yeah. It's always nice to read those. Sure. Here was somebody that was obviously playing rock and roll, who was also a funk artist who covered a lot of categories into which artists have been separated for so long and brought them together effortlessly. Some pounds, some pounds. For one another is the only sound today. Positivity is the only way. Not just positivity, but positivity. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to holler when you know what the Bible say? Why you want to holler when you know what the Bible say? Uh-huh. I was like, huh? Because the Bible says, first of all, a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> and uh, second of all, flipping tables wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Because right. uh, Jesus yeah. did that. Yeah. So, you know, hollering, out, depending on what you're hollering about, 
I don't know how that goes against the Bible. Uh, I don't know if, if holler really means holler, but holler for Prince here might be unnecessarily critical, that kind of thing, or being okay. uh, unkind. Oh, okay. That kind of thing. Uh, maybe you could say that I've hollered a little bit in some of the earlier songs. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been a little more clear about that then. Give us a little more context, Prince. Well, he wanted you to peel the onion. Oh, jeez. Well, and then there's the, when the book is opened and the sun condemns them all. Uh-huh. I'm like, that doesn't sound very positive. When the book is opened and the sun condemns them all. Well, it sounds, certainly sounds judgmental, which I think you're also supposed to leave in the hands of Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cryptic and mm-hmm. contradictory. Yeah. There's a little touch of beatboxing. Yes. It was super fun. It was, I loved it. Yeah. I wondered if you would hear that. There's also a nice little instrumental part at two minutes and nine seconds to two minutes and 22 seconds with keyboards and guitars, all prints, glorious prints. Decide if he's anti-sex or anti-condoms or uh, both. I think he's at least anti-artificial lubrication. <laughs> well, he says, "With con as the prefix and the suffix be dumb." So con and dumb. Uh-huh. Safe sex campaign touted by the gun. With con as the prefix, suffix be the dumb. Look at him both. He's saying it's. Dumb. And then nothing goes in my woman except the sun. Nothing goes in my woman except the sun. And I'm like, I don't know about this. This is. I mean, if you're just kind of listening on the surface, it sounds like he's giving his penis the nickname of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, But I think what's what is meant is I'm not putting this man-made substance on myself and into my partner. Uh Uh-huh. It's only going to be what God has made. Okay. Which, again, is a choice. I mean, at least he's not making claims that Trojan horse lubrication contains dead prawns, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So like you said, you can have reasons for the choices you make in life, right? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. This is less of a head shaker to me than previous songs contain. Okay. Okay. We get my favorite bit from Kurt Loder Mm -hmm. talking about Prince. Yeah. He knows when to stop, usually. I love the pause, too, between when he says he knows when to stop. And then there's like a little bass part that Prince plays and then Uh the song continues. And then you hear Kurt Loder say, usually. Usually. (laughs) Which I think that's really... Very funny. I mean, he doesn't. He, he knows when to stop. Usually, I think and it's really very of... funny too because there's a lot of people who will complain that Prince overdoes it on some songs. That he yeah. goes in and tinkered like he should have left it alone. He went in and tinkered with it a little too much. Yeah, and this is kind of a yeah. But it hey, was... look, Kurt Loder thinks I stop when I should most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, 
uh, you know, uh, uh, a little head nod to Kurt Loder. Like, uh-huh. I, I hear you. There's some, <laughs> you know, that's valid. Okay. Yeah. But you can't blame me for experimenting. No. You know, especially no. when you are in the studio. Yeah. You know, 20 hours of every day. Well, I was just going to say, when the studio is right downstairs from where you sleep. Yep. Yeah, I found this overall harmless fun. Yeah. You know, kind of the second boasty sort of track on this collection after why should I do that when I can do this? Mm-hmm. But to me, this is a little more legitimized. Okay. Because Kurt Loder is uh, also... Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, not that Kurt Loder is the end-all be-all to what's good and what's not in music, but at least there's some backup to <laughs> <laughs> what's being boasted about. Uh-huh. And with that, we can go funk on the north side. That's right. Believed to have been planned for uh, an NPG album called Peace, which was announced and then abandoned. They didn't cite any production issues for this abandonment. It just disappeared. That's because uh, they had to come up with a different excuse, uh-huh. um, which was just Prince thought about this and changed his mind. Although I will say it might have ended up being my favorite MPG album had they made it with songs uh-huh. like Northside and Peace, maybe Daisy Chain on it. Uh, it could have been a lot of fun. Uh, Najee provides horns, Blackshires on background vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a kind of a uptownish kind of song, you know creating the family feel and kind of band rivalry kind of thing mm-hmm. um, and sort of a nod to 70s music too like this is how we do it on the north side it kind of has that uh, not a disco flavor but i want to say that like I, yeah i almost want to say it's almost like you know this is a retort to something else from yeah. the south side or the east side maybe uh-huh. the west side yeah yeah maybe yeah south central there's beefs all over the place beefs oh that's the slaughterhouse oh well yeah that's this album <laughs> exactly exactly he calls minneapolis money apple yep yeah uh, that's the second time he's done that he did yep. that in snm groove also when he mm-hmm. sang the people in Minneapolis. yeah mm-hmm. we got to be free yep if it ain't funk, it's music. Yes. When you get tired of the music, it's playing on that no funk radio. That made me laugh. I always think elevators. Yeah, and I love the line that comes after that. We gotta taste the bass that you're ta- that'll take your face to the ace of spades you never ever thought your ugly face would go. We gotta taste the bass that'll take your face to a place of space you never ever thought your ugly face would go. It's very fun. Yes. Uh, a little bit of uh, NPG boasting. Never you cry when you buy yourself a single from the NPG. Got joints for days. <laughs> that didn't sound like it was a clip from the song to you. I was trying to save you some time with editing. Jeez. <laughs> Cry when you buy us a single from the MPG. Got I like the uh, chart be gone. We get it on stage, baby. After shows on the internet, play is getting paid. Yeah, I was very like, fun. I was like, I wonder if this is maybe like a little nod to some plans they had for the music club that didn't materialize. I still don't understand why the music club didn't include concerts to buy or 
After Here's shows. an after show that only 300 people could get in to see. Uh-huh. We're going to put it up for club members so you can download it. Uh-huh. I don't know why they don't do that or, now. Uh, yellow. I mean, <laughs> 10 bucks, whatever. It yeah. doesn't have to be perfect. They can get paid. It doesn't even have to be tracked. Just no. Here's a 40-second thing, we'll, whatever. Yeah, give us uh, the three-hour after show and... Ask, a fan, ask the fan community to track it for you. Yep. And send it back. They'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. For zero. Yeah. And I'll go uncredited like Kip Blackshire. <laughs> That's right. I wondered if uh, Prince maybe dreamt of a community garden organization, sort of like what Taja Seville started. We can find the mayor, talk about that piece of land, fill a garden, y'all. Martin wasn't the only one that had a dream. Fill a garden, y'all. Fill a van with some hand-picked beans just like the man. Sweet potatoes like you never seen. Martin wasn't the only one that had a dream. That um, or the story goes that that was supposedly the purpose or one of the dreamed up purposes of the egg at Paisley Park. Oh, the uh-huh. oval building was perhaps to be a food pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I thought too. Was that because um, it was around 2000, I want to say, or 99 when the egg uh, was constructed uh-huh. and then never really used for anything. Right. Yeah. Aww. There's Prince in the background. So funky sounds good to me. Uh-huh. North Side. Yes. Love that. I thought it was great. Yeah. And then the last really half of the song, the last three minutes of the song is basically instrumental with organ and sax solos and chorus refrains. Mm-hmm. So I thought this maybe could have been a little bit shorter, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and um good with it it's all good yeah for me on the north side yep i really love those nasally na na na's at the end Mm -hmm. they're delightful yeah Then we have Peace. You gotta get your peace on. <laughs> the title track for the abandoned NPG album, Peace. There was a clip available for streaming on in March of 2000 on NPGOnlineLTD.com. I and love in- that it has LTD. I My parents owned a Ford LTD <laughs> when I was growing up, and that's what that always made me think of. And if you don't know what a Ford LTD is, it is... A four-door boat of a vehicle <laughs> that just kills me that they would name something the Ford LTD, and they probably made, I don't know, three-quarters of a million of them. I was just going to say an infinite number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was in the first edition of the Music Club in February of 2001. It was another single sold at the Hit and Run Tour Stops beginning in April of 2001. And 2045 Radical Man was the B-side. Right. Got Larry Graham on co-lead vocals and bass guitar. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Hayes, who I believe is the one having a little fun at Prince's expense at the beginning of this song. Artist. Artist. Somebody didn't hear me. (laughs) Somebody didn't hear me. Artist. Family long. I thought it was interesting when the war upon people of color through needles designed to disease instead of relieve. 
like oh that's the tuskegee trials it is I was like wow i thought yeah this is like a good summation of why there's distrust particularly among black communities of vaccines that uh-huh. we're seeing right now yeah in the world we're living in yep and the way that these verses are delivered to in such a simple way it's like it's kind of like run on sentences but when you start looking at the lyrics it is one of the more intelligent songs of all the ones on the collections from the MPG Music Club that mm-hmm. we're, that we're um, talking about. Yeah. Certainly on this collection. Yep. There's this little perfectly placed guitar riffs, like at a minute and 58 seconds. Hmm. There's these little guitar riffs that are like dropped in. They're just so perfectly placed. He brings up record companies again. Of course. Of course. But he's not saying that they shouldn't exist. He only wants them to take a fair slice of the cake that we bake. Right. Yeah. That'd be real cool. Yeah. But y'all want to act like food. The mergers you make are with us, and you take a fair slice of the cake that we bake, then you break. That'll be real cool. Even a little earlier, I wanted my favorite lyric. When the time that we spend watching TV depends on whether or not it destroys or transcends, then I won't need, won't need a warranty. When the time that we spend watching TV depends on whether or not it destroys or transcends, then I won't need. need a warranty because tv destroys so much that it won't be watched yeah we'll turn it off so there's it'll you'll never need a warranty for something you don't use is how i saw that i thought that was a clever way of Uh saying that tv will rot your mind Uh uh-huh and i like that he chose warranty in the song titled peace instead of guarantee oh yeah yeah very nice. It's war and peace. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, what I really loved about the song is that Prince can only truly be a man of peace when people are treated fairly and humanely. Yeah. He's saying, peace, it's what we're here for and not to war. Yeah. But you can't have the peace by ignoring mm-hmm. the injustice. Yeah. You have to fix the injustice first. Yes. And I loved that. And I think that that's still a lot of what we hear today with yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement. It's not that the movement is asking for something by taking it away from someone else. Yeah. It's about making things equal. Yeah. And that there should be no fear of that. Right. Um, and that's a lot well, of what we hear in the song, too. Well, it's not even equal. It's equity. Which oh, right. Is, sure. Equity know, and equality are not the same thing. Right. Uh, the one part I'm not fond of in the song is okay. Larry Graham gets a little vocal part. And not the curliness or the thick of our hair, he sings. Real competition, uh-huh. if you dare. <laughs> 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 not a fan 
fan of Larry Graham's voice. I'll listen to him play bass guitar all day, but uh, that's a little bit of a turnoff for yeah. me anyway. Yeah. Um, however, right after that part, there's a, at three minutes and five seconds, there's uh, right before that, there's a lyric that goes, music is our middle name and we don't want to play your game. At three minutes and five seconds, there's this fast record spinning sound effect. Okay. Go back and play, you don't have to listen to all of it, but the first like five seconds of push from Diamonds and Pearls, the very beginning, has a super similar spinning record scratchy sound effect. Mm. Where have I heard that kind of kind of like I've pushed a record super fast to make it scratch kind of thing? And that's what I finally landed on. Super cool. The little refrain at the end of Peace when uh, Morris Hayes comes back and we get more of his jabbing of Prince and what sounds to me like Sonny T laughing in the background, if you ask me. Uh Uh-huh. When uh, Morris Hayes says, y'all trying to start something up in here, and they're laughing, you can hear Prince laughing in the background also, and Prince says, that's enough, at five <laughs> minutes and 28 uh. seconds. Prince is there for the jabbing. Y'all trying to start something up in here. It's a song I appreciate more reading along with the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I think it's clever. It's not pretentious. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Then we have 2045 Radical Man, Mm -hmm. the final track on this collection planned for the NPG Peace album, the B-side to Peace that was sold at concerts in 2001, as I just mentioned. Previously, it had been the final track for the soundtrack of Bamboozled. Oh, is this the final track? Thought so. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had, a spiky I had just joint. <laughs> we just we just watched uh, what Summer of Soul, a uh-huh. Quest Love, Yom, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Yeah. I just wrote down that it was the 15th track. I didn't write down that it was the final song. So mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that it's uh, the 15th track, but it makes more sense being the final song. Uh-huh. Another song that rails against the music industry that Prince was so frustrated with. Yeah. That said. He's not wrong. Uh, The artists see it as expression and exemplification of humanity, and the record executives see it as a commodity. That is true. Yes. It's fair. Even his, um, you know, had he wanted to be a politician, I think he could have done well, especially with his sort of Martin Luther King Jr. invoking uh, intonation of the opening speech that he gives. Mm-hmm. These people make decisions for the bulk of us without consulting any mm-hmm. of us. These people make decisions for the bulk of us without consulting any of us. Sales and distributions of our futures. Huh. I mean, I can see people going crazy over that. That or a preacher. Yeah. Uh, I do like Prince counting it off. And here's what pisses me off. This is the... <laughs> We're getting to the peak of where what pisses me off about some of the edits that we heard earlier with cursing. Uh-huh. We're here. Before Prince even counts off the song, there's, damn. Uh-huh. Not censored. Uh-huh. And then we get Prince coyly counting off two, three, four, five, six, seven. Very night. Damn. Hit it. Two, three, four, five, 
six, seven, black. Which is just uh-huh. done to be cool. It's not yeah. like there's a band he's counting off. Right. Uh, that doesn't piss me off. It just the part that pisses me off is the inequity with which some of these songs <laughs> are edited. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's the N word yes, liberally used oh. throughout this. Oh yes. That are not hidden at all, whereas they were hidden on other songs, which yes. I like just an observation. I don't really have a opinion about whether he or not he should use it. I mean, he was a black man, so he can use it if he wants, but I think I've got a theory for why it's not. Uh, okay. We'll get to later in the song. Okay. Um, but yeah, who profited from the game that you and your blanks play? Mm-hmm. Who profited from the game that you and your niggas play? Radical man. Flash backwards, 1999, in a world shot full of viruses, see, how'd y'all stay alive? I think that's another distrust of vaccine uh-huh. statement. Yep. Flash backwards, 1999, Why I think the word nigga is not edited out of the song is because he takes the time to define it. I think that it would have been really difficult to do something like, let's define this word nigga uh-huh. and have the word you're defining be bleeped out or run backwards. Okay. Um, someone who stays high, watching their life go by, someone content with riding behind. Let's define this word nigga. Uh, someone who stays high. They come in all colors. White, black, Puerto Rican. Is that the main niggas we're speaking about? Where suits and buy and sell corporations. Uh huh. With only one thing in mind the destruction of the so called radical man by 2045. They come in all colors. We speaking about where suits and buy and sell corporations with only one thing in mind. That is the destruction of the so called radical man by 2045. So he's turning the word around, of course. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, it is Caucasians who put the meaning behind that word. Right. And made black a bad thing. Right. Or an inferior thing. Right. And so Prince defining it and saying the main ones we're talking about are the people who control us. Right. Yeah. So it's a neat attempt anyway to turn turn, turn the meaning around. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't have done that if they had not left the word in. Right. But if you're going to do it here, then... Just leave it just the other it. places. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did like you mentioned they come in all colors, white, black, Puerto Rican. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, everybody just, just a, a freaking, freaking like uptown. Yep. <laughs> yep. Also used a in very the... intentional. Oh, yeah. Callback there, oh, yeah. I think. Even in the same order. Yep. White, black, Puerto Rican. Yep. Uh, Alizé is a vodka based liqueur. Oh, okay. That became popular in the mid 90s. It had a hefty price drop. It dropped from about $45 to 
under $20 a bottle. Oh. And then it appeared in Tupac Shakur's Thug Passion video. Oh. And that kind of made it more popular. Okay. Yeah. How about the part where you hear kind of electrical stuff going on and, oh my God, it's the Green Mile. <laughs> yeah. Oh my watching the green mile uh-huh. on hbo huh back in the yeah. day when you had to wait for your movie to come on hbo uh-huh you, know? you had to wait for it to come on at the right time right yeah exactly yeah that movie came out in 1999 so it would have been out for sure yes and then um just before that there's uh telling themselves lies most deaf says most deaf say which I think was a reference to a song called Thieves in the Night oh. by Black Star, which most stuff was in okay. from 1998. And he had a long rap verse about lies and deception. Oh, okay. Good find. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yeah. I thought, why the Green Mile? And um, so I went back reading about it. It's based on a Stephen King novel right. from a few years before. Common thought is that it's an allegory of Christian healing and freedom, Mm -hmm. that it represents Jesus for today's society and a world poisoned and imprisoned by perception, injustices, and a more deep-set malady, the darkness of the heart. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Then there's a, a, a more of a celebration of mm-hmm. black people. Yes. Um, he mentions famous people, Miles Davis. Yeah. James Brown, Chuck D. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Hey! James Brown, Chuck D, and Jimmy. But then also kind of the nameless and lost to history, like the people who built the pyramids. Yeah. Now, I don't know if I agree with the casting aside uh, a brilliant mind like Albert Einstein. Right. But I think what he's really saying is, well, the lyric is, we don't care what Albert Einstein did. I'd rather know, rather know how they built the pyramids. Yeah. We don't care what Albert Einstein did. Uh, I'd rather know, rather know how they built the pyramids. Yes, that's more of the education system that we spend a lot of time, you know, lifting up Albert Einstein and not, like you said, the lesser known normal people that built incredible things. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because Albert Einstein spent the last number of years of his career when he went to colleges and universities to speak, he went specifically to historical black colleges and universities because they were not getting the kind of speakers that they deserved to get. By all accounts, Albert Einstein was not just a brilliant scientist, but a decent person. Yes. I listened to um, his biography written by Walter Isaacson. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not read it. Listened to it in the car going back and That's forth to reading. work. It's counts as no, reading. it's listening because I was driving. Okay. <laughs> so I was definitely not reading. But an incredible story and well worth reading or listening. I recommend it highly. Mm-hmm. This is where planting flags in the funk. He says that here, four minutes and 42 seconds, planted flags in the funk. <laughs> Easy for you to That's, say. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then there was this one little spot that I asked you about. It has to be intentional. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, five minutes and nine seconds. 
there's like a little, it sounds like a bad cut. Yeah, there's just there's, like a quiet, it gets quiet for a sp- split second. Yeah, and well, there's like a, almost like a record scratch, which you hear some record scratches shortly after that, but it's sounds unintentional, whereas the other ones sound intentional. Yeah. Uh, and then that had me go back and listen to it again to me. And then I was like, well, maybe it's my file. Let me go. And I pulled out the uh, bamboozled soundtrack and it's identical there mm-hmm. too. So it's definitely in, in the track. Yeah. Again, <laughs> let me see how I can word this to not get myself in trouble. The end of the song uh-huh. in Prince's preaching moment again. 30 million people right now are being wiped off the face of the planet by disease they claim have no cure. 30 million people right now are being wiped off the face of the planet by disease they claim have no cure. So if whatever disease he's speaking about... Cancer. Yes. Okay, well, let's say that there was a cancer vaccine. (laughs) What would you do then? What would... Would we line up for a cancer vaccine? Would all of us do that? Would it be political? Would it be as div- divisive as it is now? Would we be standing and booing people who don't get the cancer vaccine? Now, of course, you can't get cancer by being around someone else. So right. That makes it different. But my point is, a vaccine is a vaccine, right? It supposedly protects you from becoming sick with something. Right. Um, so on the one hand in the song, we're singing about how there's distrust of vaccines and suppression, that kind of thing. Uh, And also, oh, by the way, all these people are dying every day, and they say there's no way to help it. Uh Uh-huh. That's tough to align for me. Yeah. I I have trouble with that. Yeah. It was in Peace where he referenced the Tuskegee trials. Right. And then, of course, this is the B-side, so they're kind of a couplet of songs. Right. They're definitely related in, in degree. Now... What he's singing about in peace is a fact. Yeah. You know, and I'm saying that's an excellent reason for there to be distrust. Right. But then you can't turn around and say that Uh so many people are dying and it's all because the people in power say there's no way to help them. Right. Well, basically, he thought there was a cure for cancer, but... That was just not being released. Yeah, because there's more money to be made off of other treatments. Right. But surely a cancer cure would involve a pill or a shot injection of some kind. Of course. All right. Then we have the final song on this album. That's my soul. Say my name. I ain't never gone down to the days of change. This was first released as a video in the NPG Music Club. Right. Number two in March of 2001. And the audio track was uh, released the following month. The single was sold at tour stops starting in April of 2001. It was backed with the instrumental Gamilla from The Chocolate Invasion. Right. We talked about that last time. It was planned for inclusion on the aborted album High. Mm -hmm. Larry Graham provides bass. And DBS, David Schwartz, raps. Yes. There is a video, as mentioned. Quick shot of a guitar with a Crisco-looking can, and the label reads Real Chicken Grease, uh-huh. which I thought was super was fun. fun. Yep. Uh, Prince plays basketball. Yep. 
Geneva dances. There's some interesting visual effects and band shots, including Larry Graham. There's a cute little girl who dances and does cartwheels and different things. And uh, DVS has an article on Medium about this song. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Prince gave him 30 minutes to put the rap together. Oh, my gosh. And no pressure. they made this whole, like, charming little bet. I'll post the story and send okay. it to you so that you can read it. And he ended up paying him $2,000 for his contribution to... That's it? Yeah. I mean, I guess for 30 minutes to write it, how many times did he have to deliver it? Oh, that was the whole, that was part of the bet. So you have to read it. It's fun. Okay. It's fun. It's worth the read. Okay. I thought that the intro of this song, the spoken word intro, sounds like a distorted (laughs) guitar. Yes. Scream one more time. Scream one more time. Uh Scream one more time. Scream one more time. A little after that, bless my soul, say my name. I ain't never going down to the daisy chain. And there's this effect on it, this Mm -hmm. reverb vocal fry that you normally associate with something that would be laid on top of a guitar. Right. Bless my soul, say my name. I'm going down to the daisy chain. And I love that they used it on his voice. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. There's more clavinet in this song, too, before Mm -hmm. verse one, which I loved. Be sure to check out the clavinet demo that mm-hmm. Christy will post. Yep. I guess uh, Prince prefers his intimate exploits to be one-on-one. Correct. Not a not lineup a of chain. not a lineup of uh, roadies. Yep. Uh, roadies. I don't know. I think it's no, just girls. Girls fainting over him. Yeah. Well, I mean, road <laughs> lizards. I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Well, I mean, because the daisy chain is multiple people, usually women, mm-hmm. all engaging in oral activities on yeah. one another. Right. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I had to look that up. Okay, Sorry to pollute your mind. <laughs> Urban Dictionary <laughs> yeah. was fine. Great. Yeah. But the ladies are all in on the idea of the daisy chain, regardless of race. Okay. But it's so shameful, it's not worth it. Right. I'm wondering if this is projection or anecdotal experience. A little bit of pleasure for the guilty pain. Think about it, sister, now you're living in shame. Yeah. Yeah. be the same after this yeah it's gonna stick with you forever yep the scarlet letter that you will wear <laughs> dc daisy oh chain. daisy chain oh uh-huh. wow oh. yeah uh, but i thought i love the way kit blackshire delivers that it's mm-hmm. so fun yeah at two minutes and nine seconds i writes no checks uh-huh i take no blame and I was like, hey, he'd kind of pick that up later on 3121, where he'd fuss at Lolita for writing checks that her body couldn't cash. Oh, that's right. He wasn't going to 
write any checks that he couldn't cash because he wouldn't. Right. Because he's not interested in participating in a daisy chain. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as rap goes on Prince music, Uh some of it's very successful. Some of Prince's own raps are very successful. Um, There are others that, you know, feel a little differently about the uh, inclusion of Tony M and Dougie Fresh. Uh Maybe trying a little hard, but I thought DVS is an excellent fit on this song and fits Prince's music really well. I thought it was fun, and I have a little more sympathy with the uh, stereotypical porno pizza delivery stuff when I learned he only had 30 minutes to write the thing. (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's fine. I like the... uh, I came in, sat down, I was looking around, what I found, I found she was stepping out of gown. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I came in, sat down, I was looking around, what I found, I found she was stepping out of gown. I had to stop that girl in the track. Uh, I also, I don't say I like it, but it is cleverly written, like, why should I treat you well when I can mistreat you and get what I want anyway, is basically what he's saying. Yeah, he's... And like, why, why buy you if he can just lease you? Why iron you if he can just crease you? Yeah. Why try you if he won't breed you? Why drive through if he won't eat you? Why VIP you if he can nosebleed you? Okay, stop crying. I'm sorry, I'll leave you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he's... Just so you know what the score is here. That's right. Let me lay yeah. it out for you. <laughs> And by the way, it's not just me. It's all the dudes who rap. That's right. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's true. That's probably not based on fact. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought it was interesting. There's that altered and settling laughter. (laughs) At the end? Ends this Uh, album, this collection. It's still the, you know, there's that distorted... uh, like you said, the kind of effect you would put on a guitar for Prince singing "Make Your Hip Vibrate." Yeah, you know, at the end, and then we get that laughter at the maniacal kind of laughter. Uh huh. I thought it was an interesting way to round out this collection. Close it all up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. Yep. That was a choice. Make your hip vibrate. Make your hip vibrate. I dug. The Daisy Train a lot. Yeah. I like it. It was fun. Even yeah. the, like, I'll be walking along, black girl giving it. <laughs> I gotta watch myself. <laughs> the grocery walking store the is not the place. <laughs> the grocery store is not the place. No. It's Definitely not. not. No. no. All right. So that's all the music that we're going to talk about. So we have some selections to make. We choose three things. We choose a time capsule that exemplifies the time at which the material was recorded or when it was released, which we have an abundance of choices for several years for many of these. The sea, the low point, the thing that we like the least, and the mountain are high point. These are my rules. I go first. My time capsule is... Why would I do that when I can do this? Just with Prince insisting on going his own way and really railing against the constraints other people would impose upon him. I will give him credit for uh, that's almost like the kickoff song for 
you know, direct to fans, over the internet kind yeah. of thing that um, I definitely give Prince a ton of credit for doing. Absolutely. Um, but of course, he could not have done that had he not had the success that he had leading up to it. But yeah, that one definitely is indicative of this time. For yes. Sure. What's yours? Mine is all the damn censoring and SM Groove. <laughs> I think it's just so indicative of early 2000s Prince and, you know, his. Uh, insistence that he pushed the envelope by not swearing anymore, that right. it was more of a challenge for himself to uh, remove that from his music. And to me, that's fine moving forward, but you don't go back and uh, edit words out of songs, especially songs you've already released. I yeah. think it's just, you know, like I said, you own a microphone <laughs> and a studio, you uh-huh. could go, you know, resing it and do it, it the way that you want to do it. Yeah. That didn't happen, you know? No. Um, so I thought that was very indicative of uh, early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, it was rough picking a C, but... What was rough? Was uh, it hard? It was just, or yeah. you had a lot of choices and it was hard no. to narrow it down? No, I, I had a lot of... I like them all a lot the same okay. for the most part. So right. it was hard to pick one, though. Like, well, there are things I like and things I don't like about all of these songs. So I ended up going with Silicon because of the misuse of the word Silicon and the super judgmental attitude about meat and the infactual. Infactual? The not factual. I don't think infactual is a word. I don't know. Is unfactual a word? I don't know. The lack of factual information, science-based information. The less than fact-based claims. <laughs> yeah, there you go. About what goes on your in your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I just enjoyed, like I said, the delivery of so much I of know, that. I enjoyed it that, too. Uh, it almost kind of, you know, I can give that stuff an eye roll and be like, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, my C is your time capsule. Why should I do okay. that when I can do this? I mean, it's somehow boastful like uh, Pretty Man and My Name is Prince, but I don't think it's nowhere near as fun as either of those songs, oh, okay. you know? I just, uh, I'm just like, uh, look, just do what you're going to do and don't tell us. Make it good. Um, when he would resort to writing songs telling us what you're going to do, I've become a little less interested. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And then uh, the mountain, the high point. For me, it was peace because it was funky, sounded collaborative. Mm -hmm. I love the message of peace is something we should strive for, but not just for the sake of peace rather than war because peace can only come hand in hand with justice. And I loved that. Mm -hmm. So that was my mountain. That's a very good summation of that song. Like I said, I started to like peace a whole lot more when I would, when I grabbed the lyrics and I was reading and I'm like, oh, I didn't really catch that. There was a lot that I heard having the lyrics handy that I had not heard before. Yeah. Um, for me, for the mountain, uh, I like S&M Groove because of the fun vocal effects and guitars. And I like Hypno Paradise because I enjoy weird experimental prints. Yeah. Um, but I think I liked the Daisy Chain oh. most of all. Okay. Uh, just as far as like a fun song cool effects drums guitars a little bit of rap that wasn't embarrassing uh-huh. um, and cleverly written I can't wait to read the story about the 30 minutes that DVS had to put that together uh-huh. so I think that will make me appreciate it even more yeah awesome that's yeah. great alright so next time 
Next time, we're going to wrap up our three-episode series on the NPG Music Club, at least the 2001-2002 edition, with nine songs that did not appear on these collections, um, one of which is My Medallion, which you may say, but Josh, it is on one of these collections, but I'd encourage you to go back and listen to our podcast on The Chocolate Invasion because we covered the first initially released version uh, that included the dance and did not have My Medallion on it. Um, So we've got My Medallion, Splash, we've got two versions of Van Gogh, the released version and an early version sung differently with no horns. We've got one song, Breathe, Madrid to Chicago, Cyber Single, and Jukebox with a Heartbeat. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that you took the time to listen to this long episode about all of these songs. Rate and review wherever you get podcasts. Tell a friend because it's way more fun when you can listen with a friend. And until next time, happy purple listening, Thanks friends. Thanks for sticking around. And this is where planted fat flat. This is where. <laughs> I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs>